Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Hey! Another Snarf Talk in the house. In the video house. In the video live house. It's a whole new world. It is completely new for us. This is something we've wanted to do for a while, and we talked about it recently. Yeah. um, In a previous podcast, and uh, now we have it going. It's pretty exciting. I could do amazing things like, say, Jerry Snyder, co-host, hey, writer, prowler. Prowler? <laughs> what does that yeah. mean? What does it even, even mean? So That's fun. I we have this nifty. Um, whoops, screwed that up. We have this nifty little program that allows us to record multi-camera. It is video. We didn't have like all the time in the world to set up every camera angle. No. and really direct this beast. But but I think we've uh, we'll get it. I mean, this is the very first time we're trying it. Yeah, and I think this I think this software or this app rather. Um, I think it would be really good. Yeah. So we'll because do, we'll it's do, something we've never done before. We'll be going. I got to like edit on the fly with my left hand. Okay. On Ooh. this. Yeah. Left hand. And I'm righty. Mm-hmm. So I got, I'm doing my left hand here, doing my on the fly editing. I wish producer Michael Sheedy was here yeah, tonight. Yeah. Michael didn't make it. He tonight. didn't make it. He's got strep throat. Yeah. Oh. Mm, it's the worst. He partied Especially a little in, too hard. It's the, the worst when you get weekend. it in July. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I got my right hand running the laptop. For what? For my news. Oh, all right. I was going to say. And, you know. We'll get it. We'll get it. So the big thing um, here is, what was I going to talk about? Oh, like on YouTube, if you are going to watch the YouTube episodes, which I hope everybody does, um, you need to hit the a like button, obviously, and subscribe. But if you give us a thumbs up, that helps the YouTube algorithm and like push us to your front page. Really? Yes. And if you click the bell in YouTube, it'll give you like a uh, a little um, notification. Ring that bell. I believe bell. that's what it's called. It'll give you a notification and uh, let you know that we've recorded an episode like whenever we put it on on YouTube Live. Like that song. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. I don't know. It's a song. Uh, you're, you're trying to sing Silver Bells. No. Well, I was actually, but there's a yeah, song no, called no, Ring the Bell. I don't know. I don't think that's a real thing. Okay, we're just doing some camera adjusting here. Could have right. easily done all of that before we recorded. All right. Sorry. Just a brave new frontier here. <laughs> it is. But all yeah, right. so but but honestly, if you click the thumbs up, uh and subscribe first, but if you click the thumbs up, that'll push us forward in your uh in your feed and put us on your front page. So yeah. thanks. Let's try that. Do that. Yes. This is new for us. But other than that, what do you got, Chris? I mean, where you been? I have been all around the world, Jerry. Really? 
It seems like you've been busy lately. Um, I have been a little bit busy. And it's summertime. I know. This is rare to be this busy at July. Is it summer 30. yet? It's just barely yes, summer. Yes, it's summer. For, uh, it's for going to be here. August. Like August I know, 1st. That's insanity. Insanity. You know what happens in August? Um, the solstice. No. Nope. Equinox. No. School starts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids, school starts. I'm going to have two children in school this year. That's crazy. I don't know if I'm prepared for it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be cheaper for me. Yeah, that's. I would so be we, prepared because... We registered both of them tonight for school, and it's... Uh, when, I, when you hear about like what school costs right now for in-grade school for our Mazan school district... Um, you know, and we put like fifty dollars in their lunch accounts, so it would be a hundred dollars cheaper than that, technically. Right. Um, j- if you're just registering them without putting any money in their uh, lunch accounts, it's super cheap. It's like literally like one week of babysitting. <laughs> it's like a hundred. It's like it's it's like two hundred and thirty bucks for two kids. Yeah, but you pay property taxes. Oh, right. And that I'm never going to get away with that, even if I had no children. Right. So it doesn't matter. But to register for school was relatively cheap. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And they do that. I don't know if you did it, but they do a thing where you can buy your school supplies. Oh, like pre-made for you. Okay. It's a box and they just give them to you. We got a bunch of school supplies in a bag, like in a backpack. Yeah. Well, in a backpack. No, this is in a box. Okay. Well, cash got a backpack and actually go to the races the other night. Yeah. That's why. You got it at the back. You got it at the races. What are you talking about? Did you go to the races Friday night? Last Friday night. What races? In in Morris, the Grundy County no. races. Oh, because they were doing that. They were giving school supplies away in backpacks. Oh, no. We got a backpack at the school full of school supplies. They just gave it to us. And I don't think I purchased those. Oh. I don't know where they came from. In fact, he got them, and I'm like, I don't. I shouldn't be getting these. Why are they just giving me? I wonder if it's part of that. It's a. It's a not for profit. It's like a charity. But why are they charitably don't... giving? I can afford the school supplies. It seems like a huge waste of money for yeah, that I'm charity. Not, I'm not sure. That doesn't make any sense. They give them away to anybody that wants them. Oh well, because I we could have. You could have went to the races on Friday and went and picked them up and done the same thing, but. We were going to go, couldn't get a babysitter because Graham can't go to the races. It's way too loud. Um, but we didn't end up going. And that, that's why we were going to go is like get extra school supplies just because they give them away to anybody. You donate. Like I donated the last time I went when Grant won a uh, bike. We got drawn for a bike and he won a brand new bike. And I donated $10, which then went to the backpacks. I probably covered the cost of that bike. Ten dollars covered the cost of the backpack yeah, full of supplies. Take, 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 Jerry. No, that you don't even have to take, give take, anything. take. <laughs> you are the worst human to me. You know, I feel attacked constantly. No, it's fine if you want to give ten dollars and take from a charity all the school supplies and a brand new bike. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't get any of the school supplies. I donated ten dollars, which was one of those backpacks, which was the one cash yeah. took for no reason. So that one bike cost 20 kids school supplies. You're welcome for that backpack (laughs) that I donated for you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Um, No, nothing else is going on. I don't remember. When's the last time we recorded this podcast? A week ago. Oh, okay. 
That's exciting. Put them in the kick it doesn't, it feels a lot longer. It does. Yeah. I was thinking that tonight on the way over here. I was like, man, I'm so excited to record. I haven't yeah. recorded in so long. And then I thought about it. I was like, eh, it was last Tuesday. <laughs> like, not a big deal. Yeah. No. It will be it will be a little bit of a gap. We're going out to uh Iowa. Just you're just like nonstop traveling going on. That's not true. At the Snyder House. That is you, true. J- yeah, this, you were just the last three weeks. You, we've yeah, you've been a lot. gone a lot. Where are you uh, going to Iowa for? Uh Amy's aunts live out there, both two of her aunts. Okay. Uh one of them lives in northern Iowa, the other one lives in southern Iowa. So we're going to northern Iowa for like three days and then southern Iowa for three days and then coming back. Hmm. Well that's just, exciting. Yeah. Just because. So, so that's why you're going to miss the next week's podcast. Right. Okay. Because I leave, we're going to leave Monday morning and then uh, not come back until like Saturday. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll record a double episode sometime. Yeah, we'll have to so this week. Yeah. We'll record every day this week. Perfect. So that way we don't have to record again for like five weeks. Nice. That'd be incredible. But it wouldn't be actually because I like recording <laughs> a lot. You don't? No, I love it. I mean, you didn't say anything there. I love it. Made me scared. It's this is this video is screwing with my dynamic here (laughs) a little bit. Why? I don't know. It's going to take some getting used to. All right. Well, people people are watching you. People at home. People are watching you cry about it. Awkwardness that you're (laughs) experiencing. Being such a baby tonight. He's been a baby about this all night long. (sighs) It's been a long day. Well, don't bring your long day to the podcast, okay? The podcast didn't do anything to you. Well, let's talk about some news. I've got a bunch of it. Awesome. So I'm excited. They're just real quick. This is kind of a quick one just because I saw it. I saw it on Reddit once, and then um, our favorite, Jason Inman, we he's on the podcast, uh, episode 12. We interviewed him. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. I remember that. Um, he Just real quick before you finish the story. Based on the shadow from your microphone and your shirt, it looks like you got... You're just sweating. <laughs> I'm not sweating at all. I'm completely I think, dry. I think it's hilarious. It doesn't look funny? Yeah. Well, that's why we need better lighting. I brought a, a light, too. Jeez. He's Could got studio it lighting. It's just a round light that came with that tripod. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Jason Inman. He, he also posted the picture that I saw on Reddit and talked about it, but there was a guy that went to San Diego Comic-Con that cosplayed... Uh, it was, what is it? Captain America. I don't know why I forgot that. But it was Captain Native America. And he was like in a Native American dress. Yeah. But it was like Captain America attire. I don't know how to explain it. You've got to look him up. Seems offensive. It's not. It's a Native American man. So it's okay. not offensive whatsoever. It's it's Captain Native America. And he looks absolutely amazing. It's one of the greatest cosplays I've ever seen. So much so that I'm actually talking about it, and I don't really usually care about cosplay. Yeah, I'm, um, a, I'm a, not a huge cosplay. No. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It to is. see it normally. occasionally, but... But this guy, man, he he hit it out of the park with that <laughs> with what he did. I thought it was really neat. Yeah, the shield's like a dream catcher. Yeah. Are you looking it yeah, up? Yeah, it's Good. okay. I mean... What do you mean it's okay? I think it's so... It's, I think it's, it's right. such an original idea. Yeah. And done cool. really well. You're such a <laughs> jerk. You're doing that on purpose. No, I'm not. I just... Um, so, did you know that they're making a new Charlie's Angels? No, I did not. They are. Like, Kristen Stewart's in it. and that's, Kristen Stewart? And she's the only one that I really remember mm, from it. Mm, I'm Kristen Stewart. 
Yeah, she that does. one? Yes, that one. Just she, a forlorn looking in the distance. Honestly, it looks kind of neat. Really? Yeah. I I liked the trailer for Who's it. the... There's a trailer that's out, and it looks really cool. There's... um. Who's like the main guy? Like Charlie. Who's Charlie? Elizabeth Banks is um, one of those people. She's not Charlie. She's another one. Um, what was that? Oh, I bet you she's like directing and producing it. She's like a big uh, director and producer now. Yeah, I know she is, but she's also in it. And she was a person in there. She was really cool. Uh, Bosley. 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 So she's Bosley. But then, I don't know, There's it's all these four girls that are different ethnicities and there's one girl that they pick up out of nowhere because she's good at something guns i think (laughs) she's real specific (laughs) yeah but i don't know the trailer looked really good i was actually really intrigued by it and i think it looks a lot better made to be a comedy um like an action comedy i guess like the last cinematic i don't think it's as comedic as the last okay. few um, i'm just not a huge it reminds me more of a uh fan like an oceans 13 or oceans 12 type movie oh i hope it's like um the but oceans movie I that had we, all the women in it that was I, by far the best oceans uh, movie we can now we can see your sarcasm <laughs> because it was not which oceans good. movie was that uh eight. 33 no, Ocean's 8. It was actually Ocean's 8, wasn't it? Yeah, they went backwards. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Oh, they went backwards. Yeah. Well, Ocean's because they went, 13. Well, there was Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13. And then Ocean's 8? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, that's what they did. Hmm. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> I actually saw a really funny meme the other day in a... It's, it had a picture of Hank Hill drinking a White Claw. And it said, like, uh, white women be like, I tell you what about the claw or something like that. I don't know. That's a terrible. Really, it's a really killer job. Really killer job you did there with that meme. Um, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix it. Guys. <laughs> guys. I'm going to fix it. It's like, that was, it's like, yeah, there was this one guy. He was like, I tell you what. <laughs> And that's that's that meme. So <laughs> the law is the claw. It's something about the law is the claw. There's a whole uh, video of this guy that drinks white claws, and he's at like a party. I don't know. It just follows him around, and he's drinking white claws and talks about how great he is. It, it says like, "I tell you what, the law is the claw," or something like that. So it's. It's Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> drinking a white claw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That I, sounds I great. do declare <laughs> yeah. the law is the, is the claw. <laughs> That's awful. That was a pretty good Foghorn No, it was really good, actually. The thing that bothers me about Foghorn Leghorn is that he's way bigger than an actual Leghorn chicken. Because I was looking at Leghorn. It turns out I have chickens. I yeah, you know he's this. like six foot tall. Well, right. Well, that's a that's problem. like the first you're figuring out. But Leghorns are a small chicken. They're yeah. really small. They lay a lot of eggs. Turns out they're like one of the best leg- egg layers. But he but was a rooster. Speaking of egg laying, oh my gosh, got, got <laughs> the excitement. Yeah, got got our first egg. Oh, Sunday evening. Did you cook it? And then yeah, I did. I ate it uh, raw. No. 
in front of them? Did you just crack it? <laughs> no. But then we didn't get one Monday night. and Wait, no. We got one Saturday night. And then didn't get one Sunday night. Got one Monday night. So I've gotten two eggs so far. They're really small. Um, Why are they small? Because they're super young chickens. Um, they're obviously old enough now to start laying. One of them is. Because it's only one chicken that's laying at the moment. Um, but it's small because she's young. Okay. That's why. I'm assuming. I would have cracked that egg raw into my mouth right in front of that chicken. That's just weird. rubbed it in its face. Why would you do that? I already took it from him. Isn't that bad enough? I don't know. Is it? No. They don't care. She got up and left it, so it doesn't really matter. When they get broody, that's when it can oh, be an issue. Fun. When they're broody, that means they want to sit on their eggs. I don't know why I wiggled because I'm assuming I'm assuming that's what they do when they Luckily, sit on their eggs. You were on camera when you did that, right? Jerry Snyder, co-host, writer, getting all brood. prowler. If I could edit on the fly, which I can, yeah. but I can't with my left hand, <laughs> I would have add wiggler, <laughs> prowler, wiggler, jello jiggler. Um, <laughs> so anyway, when they get broody and you take the eggs from them, that's when they get a little distraught and worked up. So. They make fake eggs that you can give them to oh, sit gosh. on. Uh, Come on, people. We yeah. don't need to give fake eggs to chickens. Well, apparently they think you need to. Some people think you need to. I don't care. I'm going to take their eggs regardless. I'll probably hatch some eggs next year. Maybe the year after. I don't know. It's up in the air. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have enough time. I don't know. You know? This whole chicken farming thing, it just exhausts me just even thinking about it. I love it. It so has work. No, it's not. There's yeah. no work to it besides getting the coop set up and building the pen and having all of them eat. Killing the minks. Trying to kill minks and getting Collecting feed, eggs. Talking to my dad about getting more chickens. Cooking eggs. Building boxes to try to catch the mink. Yeah, you got to get a goat. <laughs> I don't need a goat. There's the no need for a goat. And to make cheese to go with the eggs. Well, that's true. That would be good. Have you ever yeah. had goat cheese? I eat goat cheese. So good. It's like the only kind of cheese I eat. Really? I eat goat cheese on are you everything. That rich? Like <laughs> it's that's not how the, rich you are. Yeah. Like the only cheese you'll eat is the most expensive cheese ever. <laughs> goat, goat cheese. cheese. <laughs> that's your nickname. Now. Yeah. I put goat cheese on everything. That's why I brush my teeth with that shit. I somehow broke this pen. Um. I better show it to everybody. Nope. Fixed it. <laughs> Fixed it before you even um, But yeah, no, we get goat cheese all the time. It, it's a revolving door in our house between goat cheese and blue cheese, one or the other. Really? You're a yeah. blue cheese kind of sewer now. Yeah. I didn't know that. I love blue cheese. Isn't blue cheese made from uh, buffaloes? No, I think it's regular cheese just added with mold. You just put a bunch of blue mold in it. <laughs> I don't think so. They like have these syringes and they just inject blue mold. Um... There is something to do with buffalo, and I don't know what There's it is. There's buffalo mozzarella. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you mozzarella make... comes from buffaloes. Yes. Most mo- like real yes. mozzarella. Real mozzarella will come from uh, like a so cape buffalo. I blue believe? cheese can come from any kind of milk, probably because I have a neighbor that farms sheep, and they make yeah. cheese, and they make blue cheese all the time. Oh, know. really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But you have to age it a certain way to get like yeah, they the have mold. A, they have a cheese cellar. Who is the? I didn't know this. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw them out there on a multi-million person podcast. That's true. We are multi-million now. This is the kind of cheese. I tell you what. 
I tell you what. I tell you what. The law is the claw, Jack. But we've also we've also blown up a little bit over the week. Is that is that I don't, really? I wouldn't call it blowing up, but is that is that what's happening? Well, I don't know. We've added a lot more listeners this week. I don't know what happened, but um, it like tripled like overnight. Yeah, it did. There's a lot of people that started listening all of a sudden, and then thank you. We're being yeah, absolutely thank you. Like I think that's amazing. I think every bit of it is. Amazing. Nobody watches our YouTube videos, so maybe that well, will no, change. But now they're going to because but they're going to be able to see us. Our YouTube videos before were just our recorded audio, right? With the snarf talk, it's uh, not not nobody, but we'd get like eight. Yeah, I was just looking at one of the like thirty-one had three. Yeah, right. And then there was one. No, that granted, thirty-one's only been on there for like two days. Right. And then I I was looking and at two one. of them are probably me. Yeah, most likely. And then the third one was me. <laughs> yeah, so so. Uh, that's our listenership on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it'll YouTube, skyrocket now YouTube. that they can actually com see us. Slash snarf comics. Will it? Because they still got to know about it. Hey, can you put that up on the screen so people oh, yeah, can yeah, see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely can. Right there. YouTube.com. It actually just says at Snarf Comics with the YouTube sign, so I should probably have changed that. But oh. it is, in fact, YouTube.com slash Snarf Comics. And you can, go, you can do our whole playlist. Every episode is up on, not every episode, starting at, like, episode 10. Right. Because you, you don't, at 10. you didn't have all the recorded audio in there for me to convert. That's not true. All of it has been up for a long time, from one to irrelevant five. Irrelevant. It, <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, next news. Next. Oh, by the way, while we're on this subject, because I can pop them on the screen, Instagram at Snarf Comics. That's our most active platform. Yeah, uh, Instagram well, and, and Facebook, Facebook are basically linked. To if the they're same linked, account. they're the same thing. Facebook.com slash Snarf Comics. But Instagram's the, the jam. And we also have Twitter at Snarf Comics, mm-hmm. um, which I've been trying to use a little more often. Have you? I've been trying to get more into Twitter, and I've noticed one thing about Twitter. Okay. It's an awful place for the dregs of humanity. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> it's like, terrible. Everything about Twitter is not good. Like anything you see on Twitter is just usually bad. It's just people fighting and people with crazy political opinions so, yelling at each other. So political. <laughs> That's like, all it is. It's on. basically just a political platform. That's all it is. And if you guys are doing like your politics stuff. And you're tweeting the politics. Come on, man. You're, you're not in a good way. No. That, you you've got a problem. Figure something else out. Get off heroin. Because <laughs> you're on heroin. Yeah. But the one thing I do not like about Twitter as well is that there's a different, um, there's a, there's a different like style of posting to Twitter than there is Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Like Instagram and Facebook are linked, but you it will not take that post to Twitter. You have to style a post just for Twitter to be able to put it up and people actually see it. Huh. Otherwise, it'll post it as a link. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, totally. Anything we put up. So, yeah, we were always putting stuff on there like through the Instagram app. Right. But it's garbage because it's a link. It's a link to Twitter. Where if you get on Twitter, there's a link to Instagram. Which nobody rather clicks than, on. No, no, nobody would. I wouldn't. Right. I look at it and I don't want to click on that because I think it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, Twitter. Update your stuff and allow that to be at least a visible 
like photo link. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I'm guessing they want people to not shortcutting use, their yeah. The only use their platform. And I think that's, that's just another bad, bad mistake. Another, <laughs> never mind. I was gonna say something political, and I'm, not, I'm gonna just stay away from it. <laughs> what? I was gonna say that's just another left wing thing to get us. But I'm not. I mean, that was, was a joke, guys. I yeah, just, we're not political. No. Nope. The whole thing. The reason I said left wing, and I'll I'll explain it now because I feel like I have to explain it. I'm just gonna put Jerry up with so, his name for you to email. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> The whole reason I'm going to explain it. So it was on Joe Rogan, and they interviewed uh, the president of of Twitter, yeah, like the CEO, the CEO and president of like media or whatever. I don't know what it is, but all those people from Twitter, they interviewed them about how uh, political the website is and how they take sides. Right, and it, that was the interview. I'm not going to say which sides are taken where. Oh, it's pretty left-wing leaning it's, Twitter. It There's no doubt about it. It's very. And they were just talking about like how they will promote certain um, posts and then take down others and why that's happening. And I feel like they were caught in a pretty epic scandal of all sorts. Yeah. But they my don't thing has always been, it. and I think I, I said it once on this podcast, my little bit of politics. Mm-hmm. If you're left-wing... Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. If you're right wing, you're, you're an, an idiot. idiot. <laughs> yeah. If you believe everything that the Republicans say, you're an idiot. If you believe everything that the Democrats say, you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah, I I agree with that. You got to have your own mind and then blend the two. Yeah, you got to blend it. You got to come up with your own ideas. I, I've said it for a long time that you can't have you you cannot be one sided because that means at some point your your pushing the truth off yeah. as irrelevant and that's not the case yeah you know? irrelevant it, it yes i'm not <laughs> no, going there. no it the thing is like if you do that what you're saying to the world and to yourself is that i know that i'm right yeah it, it, in and, every sense of the word and nobody is right about anything no because everything that we think is simple is super complex and there is no right and there is no wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. And that's I think that's a big thing that everybody attacks the person that's wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Like it's but un- you, but you also have to accept the fact that you're wrong. You know? <laughs> well, right, but just because you think somebody's wrong doesn't mean that you're right. No, but it's usually more complicated than that. That's true. It's shades of gray. There's got to be a song in there somewhere. Shades of gray? Yeah. Is it is a song? I was thinking David Gray. He sings that song. Battle. No, there's a song called Shades of Gray. What is um, it? I'm going to look it up, and I can't remember who sings it now, but it's really good. It's an oldie. An oldie, but a goodie? Yeah. It's a it's an oldie. Shades of Gray. I don't know how we got on this topic. Song. I think I'm pretty sure it's Shades of Gray by the Monkees. That's not the one I was thinking of, though. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah. The people was- say we're monkey around. I'm not going to play but it, but... too busy Something singing, singing to put anybody down. To put anybody down. Yeah, get it. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People go say... Ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Um, what was I so, watching the other day? It was, a, it was like a short YouTube video, and it was like um, 
every dad ever. And it was a video of a dad driving. Yeah. Father. And um, what's the thing? Wait. Husband. Dad. Better. Prowler. There you go. <laughs> um, but it was, it just said every dad ever. And it was a video of a dad driving a car. And it was Phil Collins in the air of the night. It's like, oh my gosh. And yeah. I had to have. And he, it. Yeah. And he's just like sitting there. And then the drum part at the beginning. He does that. Of course. Every dad ever. They're the best but commercial. every person ever, really. That's not uh, a dad thing. You're right, but I don't think. Uh, I think it's more of a dad thing than anybody else. I don't think you can find like a a 16 year old right now that would do that. Can you feel coming in the air the night? Oh Lord, I've been with you. Something, something in my life. Oh, no. Hold on. Okay. Uh, next. All right. We can get into some news oh. now. Yeah. No, I know. I'm going to. So another trailer came out recently. Oh, really? Yep. Was that all a discussion of a Charlie's I Angel think trailer? So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, another trailer. Now I feel like I'm getting back in the podcast vibe. The video is, it's not. It's not uh, Good. throwing me off so much anymore. Hey, another trailer came <laughs> out for Zombieland. Oh, yeah, Zombieland 2. Double Tap. Double Tap. That's, that's what the they're name. calling it. Um, nothing really stands out about the trailer other than it looks like the exact same thing. Uh, they're a little bit older. They're you know, going around, killing zombies, doing whatever they're doing. The one thing that stood out to me... Woody Harrelson is driving a combine running over zombies yes, at one point. I saw that. It's right at the end, and he's got an old school combine, and he's running over zombies with a small grain platform or bean head, as most of us call it, but it's a small grain platform. Is it? A yeah. small grain platform? Yeah. Hmm. That's what they're called. I just call it a bean platform or a bean head. No, small grain. <sighs> Anyway, I flipped my hat around. He's he's running over it was zombies a, with a this thing on the top was hurting my head. He's running over zombies with a combine, Chris. I know it's exciting. <laughs> so cool. It is I think cool. it's so cool. You know what? I'm a huge fan of the first movie. Big fan. Oh, I'm a big time fan. I am too. You know, my favorite part of that trailer was the very beginning when they okay. go because obviously it's a ridiculous movie. Yeah, it's a comedy about killing zombies. The ridiculous part about it is that there's also like. Four Oscar. That's what I'm talking about. Winning. The beginning of the thing is like Woody Harrelson, Oscar, Academy Award nominee. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Academy Award winner. Emma Stone, Academy Award winner. And who's the other one? Abigail Breslin. Ab- Abigail Breslin. Academy Award winner. winner. And then there was somebody else. There was like five. Is there five people? No. Four. Because, um, uh, but what's his name is back in it too. Who? Uh, the old guy. Everybody loves him. Bill Murray? Bill Murray. He's not an Academy Award winner, is he? I'm sure he's a nominee. He must lost in translation. I don't know. No, I feel like I have to look that up. Did Bill Murray win an Academy Award? I think he did. Um. Anyway. Um. No, I don't think he did. He was considered the favorite to win the Academy Award. Oh, but what? Sean Penn won. Fucking uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, Sean Penn. What I don't mi- did it was it milk? 
Did milk win? <laughs> he did. He did win for milk. I know he did. Um, what was his character's name in Fast Times at Richmond High? Who? Uh, Sean Penn's. I don't know. You're asking the wrong. I love dude. that movie. You do? You you don't like that movie? It's all right. Oh it's come on! Fine. It's a classic. I don't feel like looking through Wikipedia to find out when I just read that because there was a little snippet on Google and I don't. Either way, I don't Spicoli. know. Spicoli. Spicoli. Oh, yeah. Duh. I knew that. There was that whole weird thing about him going to Mexico to try like an interview El Chapo. He did. Yeah. He talked to El Chapo. Weird. El, or is it Chapo? El Chapo. El Chapo. El Chapo. Eth- ethnic Chalada. That's. <laughs> I can't do it. Eth- I just. Chalada. Today, I was told how that is pronounced. It's, it's pronounced chelata. Mm, well, Chela- I mean, chelata. But it was with an actual, like, it was like a good yeah. accent. A guy I work with, he, so, has, he has it, has the accent. Chelata? Mm-hmm. How did he say it? Something like that. Okay. I can't say it. I'm, I'm not capable you of gotta doing say, it. You got to say chelada, and then it you got to like, follow it up with... It was like mo- it was like with Modelo in it too, but it was like mochilada. Oh no, like no 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 no! Mo- that, that's mich- a michel- michelada. That's a different word, which means the same thing. That's the actual word. Okay, that's what he was saying. Yeah, it's it's not really called chelada. It's called like michelada. Oh, there you go. Michelada. Mi- michelada. Yeah. Michelada. Like if you go to a Mexican restaurant, you're gonna yeah. order michelada. Right. Donde esta michelada? The best Michelada recipe. Well, either way, Bill Murray didn't, didn't win. Bill Murray didn't win an Academy Award, and Zombieland looks decent. Yeah, I think it looks great. I'll see it. Of course, I'll see it. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll see it. Hundred percent, bro. And I'm not gonna be negative about it. I've seen some negative vibes on the internet. About Why? It. Because people are an endless cesspool of misery and hatred. Jerry. I, I don't understand why you can be negative about about Zombieland. It, it's it's meant to be ridiculous, and it is. I think, um, but it's also good. It's a fun popcorn flick. Whatever. I was reading a Sony executive the other day that was talking about a movie that they had made that didn't do well recently, and I can't remember exactly what the movie was, um, but it was one that was like a big bust kind of a letdown movie okay and he was talking about john carter uh no it wasn't john carter or something else they were saying is there a chance that there could be a sequel because it wasn't like it wasn't a well a bad received movie it just didn't do well in the box office Hmm. and he's like yeah i mean Zombieland just did terrible in the theaters i mean terrible absolutely horrible did it really yeah i guess it bombed is what he said i didn't know that and that's what they said in this article and then now what 25 years 20 years later it's getting a sequel. Zombieland was not 20 years ago. That would have been 99. Okay. I mean, if you want to pick apart the details. I do. I do because it was not even close to okay, 20 10 years ago. Okay, 10 years ago. Sorry. It was like 2012. Had Zombieland. to have been. 2012. That's my guess. 2009. So 10 years ago. So 10 years later, it gets a sequel. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was saying. Like, you never know. And only it got a sequel because it found a home in as like a cult classic movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, how can you blame somebody for getting a cult class, like a cult following because of zombies? Like they played off a trope. Right. That was very apparent at the time. I mean, Walking Dead came out same time, right? Um, Is Walking Dead been out for that long? It's, yes. It <laughs> absolutely is. 
at least since 2010. Well, in any case, what they were saying is you never know what could happen. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, yep, you got more news? true. <laughs> yeah. So this one's, this one's a little... Oh, wait. No. I'll, before I get to this heavy one, there's one that's a little bit heavy that I want to talk about and get your opinion on. Um, but there's also another one that... So there's the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Once uh, upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. So it just it went forty one million over the weekend. Open is that opening weekend? Opening weekend, three days. So they counted three days. That's probably below projection. No, it's like two million over projection. Oh, really? And it's the highest grossing opening weekend of Quentin Tarantino's career. Is it really? Yes. Huh. I I wouldn't guess that because like Pulp Fiction went over a hundred million. Total, total, but total domestic it did, and they're they're assuming that total domestic of this movie will be well over 150 million. Okay, because the the original projection for this was like 38 million, and it went 41. So that's good. That means like it's at like two. That means it's at like two and a half percent over projection, which means that like Leo and all of these people get two and a half percent more money. Um off the total domestic cost Hmm. so they're going to get like a ton more money now because of that um but apparently it's doing really well and i really want to see it i haven't seen it yet kevin smith's kid harley quinn she's in it um i don't know what kind of role she plays it was a really big deal (laughs) i think this is funny i don't know why i think this is so funny they were like obsessed with this movie poster that came out and Harley was on it mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith put it all over Facebook and I love Kevin Smith to death. I love everything he does, but I think it's really funny that you put up like my kids on this poster and she's one of the little tiny people in the background. Like that's yeah, like a I shadow. Could, yeah. I could not see and her I, on that poster. I was zooming in and I'm like, where is she at? And then we snarf comics follows her on Instagram and she posted the the poster again and um she like put a circle around herself just like last week and i zoomed in and i was like okay that could possibly be you i think it looks like a f- shadowy figure that resembles your stance like i don't know but i just thought it was really funny that like my kids on this big poster I think somewhere in the shadows. I mean, if my kid was on a I Quentin would Tarantino poster, one hundred percent the same thing. You're right. I would do that. As uh, that's fine. Yeah. I just think it's funny because she was like literally on a poster that of a movie he made, and <laughs> that's he true. literally never put but anything out about that. Not really like a real movie. Uh, Yoga hosers. Yoga hosers. If you haven't seen Yoga hosers, go see it. Really, I like it. We went and saw it together. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not terrible. It's not Tusk. It's better than Tusk, I think. Yeah. Um, did we see that in the theaters? Where did we go see Yoga We Hoser? saw Yoga, Yoga Hosers together, but we didn't see Tusk oh, okay. together. Yeah. I mean, I like, I love Kevin Smith movies. I'm obsessed with Kevin Smith, but. We're going to see his next Yeah, film. we're going to see, which looks like it's a, a better movie. Much better. <laughs> the. Yeah, the uh, trailer that he put out at Comic Con looks very good. I think it looks cool. I'm. It's a Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, now on to the heavy stuff, Chris. We've got a discussion here. Oh, boy. Um, I want to have a discussion about it anyways, because I think I think this is a big deal in today's society. Okay. I really do. So do you remember the overly attached girlfriend? Yes. The meme, like that girl. That, I was just talking about a meme earlier when I was setting up the camera. I kept saying, Irma Gerd. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's Amy's favorite Gersh one. Gershberg. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite one, too. Is it? Oh, that's, my God. I love that's that 100% Amy's favorite uh, uh, meme. But uh, this one isn't funny. Oh. Serious faces, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Um, but anyway, overly attached girlfriend had apparently a pretty good YouTube presence. Like, she was big on YouTube. She I, ran I wasn't, with it. I wasn't aware of it. I, I didn't follow any of her stuff on YouTube, but she... She was in on the joke. She was, but she also made a lot of other videos okay. um, that were funny and um, different things. Like, I, I don't know. She had, like, some videos that were just her acting with herself. She had videos acting with other people. She had vis- videos of just overly attached girlfriend stuff. So she had a pretty big following. She has, like, four or five million subscribers to her youtube channel pretty big deal well apparently like she didn't post for like a year from like 2017 to 2018 she didn't post anything and then in 2018 she had a couple posts and then uh it's been another year and now in 2019 she had one more post and she put it out as like her very last youtube video that she's doing and the reason was for mental health reasons. So if you, I, I ended up watching the video because it was all over Reddit, and I'm big on Reddit. Uh, so she, I watched the whole video. It's like 11 or 12 minutes long, and she starts talking about like what she was going through this entire time. So her meme blew up because of Reddit and. Uh, like her world was turned upside down basically because she was like instantly somewhat famous and she didn't really understand why. And then she started this YouTube career and immediately got a, a like a million subscribers and a million fans and people wanted more, wanted more, wanted more. And she didn't know what she was doing. And so in this video, she starts showing uh, videos that she took of herself for private use only basically she's like I, I never thought anybody would see these videos but i feel like you need to see them right now to understand why i'm gonna quit this youtube to begin with and it was all because she was so incredibly stressed out and depressed and anxious and worked up about what to do like she she's like i don't have a clue on what i'm doing she's like i don't know what kind of video i need to put out She's like, I don't know how I need to act. I don't know how I need to do any of this stuff. She's like, but I know I have to have a video out at this time for this day. And people want to see this. Like they expect it from me and I don't know what I'm doing. And then she's like, I don't know. Like I'm getting money from this stuff and I don't know what to do with that. And I don't know what to do with this. Like she had no clue, but she was so overwhelmed and worked up about it that it caused like a huge amount of depression and anxiety that she was dealing with. And so I I watched it. I felt really bad for her, but then she finally got better. She got some medication. She didn't want to take medication. Then she talked about that and she went off on a whole tangent about like taking care of yourself. And the thing that I think of is like, 
Do you think that this platform, like we, we love to podcast. It's not a stress. That's not a stressful thing for us. No. This YouTube, like this is our very first ever YouTube video right here. Right. I, at least to, video one. We've had audio ones, but yeah. Yeah. The video. Yeah. I don't feel like this is going to create a ton of stress. If it does, we're not going to do it. Or viewers. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, yeah, we're not on the, we're not going to be on the million scale. Right. Either, regardless. I'm just saying in today's day and age, the way YouTube is, the way the culture is on social media, do you think it's the depression and anxiety is caused by YouTube and social media to begin with? Like it, it immediately causes that feeling, that problem. No. Okay. I don't. So in her situation, what do you think caused her depression and anxiety? Um, <clears throat> that is not to say that I don't necessarily think it's not significantly exacerbated by right. those things. But right. those things in and of themselves are just platforms for which people can put out content. So, I, But I don't feel like she thought of it that way. She was thinking of... Like, um, she had put out one video of this overly attached girlfriend, right. one video and blew up into a meme. And then overnight she was expected to have more of that, but she didn't have to, she didn't, but she, she felt the need to, she wanted to follow that. She felt the need to, but she didn't have to, and she could have You're been right. not known at all, but she probably initially wanted the fame or wanted the money or wanted the opportunity or felt like she needed to take advantage of the opportunity. But do you think it's human nature to want that acceptance? Um, Don't you? I mean, if you get a huge mass amount of people saying like, this is hilarious. I want to see more of that. I mean, I, I feel like I would be like, all right, well, I can give you more of that. Well, um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think it is human nature to want to be accepted and want to be popular yeah and want to be relevant yeah so in that way yes and that's that's part of my what i'm trying to get at here those things are human nature and social media in certain situations can exacerbate those feelings and make them more um more relevant than they would be in a world that didn't include social media yeah so and also you know like um Looking at everybody, you know, the problem with social media, right? Here's the main thing is everybody's only putting the best stuff out there about themselves, about their life. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. And a lot of it's fake, too. So on top of that, so they're carefully curating what they want to show the world. And mm -hmm. the things that they show the world are the positive things. So when you, for example, are putting stuff, pictures of your family having a wonderful time and everything being great. And me, you know, I'm sitting here, which also have those same experiences with my family. Mm -hmm. But when I look at your Facebook, yeah, you could, that's feel all differently I see about it. Yeah. So you think, well, why don't, why am, why is my life not like that? That's the problem with Facebook. People are always measuring themselves up to a standard that other people are putting forward, which is a fake standard. Right. And, and, that, that, and those people saying, aren't necessarily like, doing it on purpose, although it's not like it's not it's done on purpose, but it's not conscious. 
You know what I mean? You want to put forward the best stuff. You want to. So you don't want to put on there. And that's so. I was reading some of the comments and whatnot, and they were talking about like happiness and and she talked a lot about it in the video about like all I wanted to do is to to create more content to make people happy, and I felt like that was what's going to make me happy. And a, a person put a quote on from Don Draper from Mad Men, main character Mad Men. And it says, what is happiness? It's a, it's a moment before you need more happiness. Well, I, that, that's exactly right. And I'm, I've, it, I've, I've said that a isn't lot. Isn't that incredible? Well, I mean, here's the reality of the thing is, there is no happiness. Because once you attain a certain level... You want more of that. Well, it's not even but that. You it's even like you can't, you can't. You can't have that. You no. have to be find a way to be happy in good moments and bad moments. In the whole expansive moments yeah because if you're always chasing that next level of happiness then once you get there where do you go from there right you got to keep going and that's basically what that quote saying and that's kind of what i wanted to get at is like i understand her position and i do i do feel like youtube and social media are causing a certain like portion of people's anxiety and depression in today's day and age because you've got to think about Uh, yeah i believe that i believe that's true i'm just saying like i don't know that those feelings didn't exist before oh no social media no No, absolutely and i I just maybe they're exacerbating them more um one thing is like i think people have a fundamental misunderstanding of what anxiety is probably um as a clinical term Mm -hmm. like it's very commonplace nowadays to hear people say, I have anxiety. I have problems with anxiety. Almost everyone. And it's not uh, true. Almost <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone Unfortunately, yeah. people are saying that, 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 that it's true for them, and it's not because people that really seriously suffer from anxiety, it's a debilitating disease. Yeah, it's like a crippling disease. thing. Yeah. Crippling. Um, so you have stress, and sure, um, it makes you feel better to constantly tell people that you have anxiety. Is essentially what's happening because I, I agree with that because I do I do feel like that's been a crutch for people. I feel like it's been a not necessarily a crutch, but uh, some sort of a release to say like I'm acting this way because of anxiety. Yeah, or I can put something off because of anxiety. People are endlessly searching for ways to justify the things that they do, and yeah. that's often a way that they can justify it. Not just that, but lots of different ways. I mean. People are going to do what they what they want to do, and they they need right. to find a way to justify that to themselves and others. So yeah, they find those ways. And to a point, I felt I felt like I wanted to be negative against this girl. No, I wouldn't because I, I, I felt like it at first because I I that's the way I thought. That's the way I thought was like, you know what? Like, come on, you're you're telling me you're you've got anxiety over a YouTube channel. You know, like there's a bigger picture here, but then she she started talking more and more about her life and and other things that were happening, and then she started showing the videos that she was taking just for herself and um and what she was going through, and then she had abruptly moved with a boyfriend that she had never talked about before, and then she realized like I've been hiding this whole person out of my life from a channel, and like she's like, who am I? Who am I really? Because I've got this life of staring in front of a camera and then I do a completely other thing on the outside, but everybody wants me to be this 
you know, overly attached girlfriend. Like that's all they want me to be. And she just felt like it got too much. Yeah. And that's reasonable, completely reasonable. 100%. I, I find it so great. And like, I can admire her as a person saying like, I'm, I'm I'm done with this. Like, this is good. Like, I think I feel like I can do something else in my life now. And I, I could go on with this and not have to be this person. Like I'm done. I, I, I respect that. And I think it's really good that she's doing it, especially for yourself. When you're talking about like how screwed up you are because of what you've been doing with this stupid channel. Like, I mean, it sounds like she just isn't what she wanted to be doing in the first place. And then she had some success and she's stressed out about, it's hard to create content. It's hard, super hard. It's, super stressful and it's hard to be creative yeah and it's hard to be new and it's hard to be inventive and new and and you, it, you can be as creative as you want to be but if it's the same as someone else has done you're you're irrelevant you know it what doesn't the, matter. the most successful creative people are out there are the people that don't self-criticize too much yeah they create it's, something it's so hard to do they put it out there and they move on yeah, and it did, sounds like she wasn't really able to do that. No, she wasn't at all, and it, and it shows in early videos that she had posted. It shows that, and but I don't know. I just I wanted to bring it up as a as an issue that I feel like is it, it really is an issue with younger the younger generation right now. Like I feel like YouTube and social media and everything that's going on podcasts. I don't really feel like podcasts is in the mix, but it is a social media and internet thing. You know, I feel like internet things are taking over the way people think and the way people feel and the way people, uh, go about their daily lives. They're tailoring, tailoring it around a certain internet thing. Right. And it causes a lot of issues. It's just another evolution in human thought and behavior. Sure. And, and every generation, there's something new technology that changes things and changes the way people interact. And, and we're, we're babies with the internet. We're ba- we're just yeah. We don't know anything about it yet. No, I know. We don't but, know what it's gonna do to us as a species. But my thing that bothers me is that everyone hinges so much worth on the internet for now. That's what every in the snapshot of a millisecond that it's existed. Yeah, but you know, I mean, what that's I mean? what I mean. But, like somebody, people have like clung onto this thing because they've seen somebody have be successful at it. And if you can have success at something, you want to try to do the same thing. And, and it's, it's overtaken people's lives. Well, I mean, it's a problem. Uh, I just read an article the other day. It was that said no longer, they did a survey of a bunch of kids and not one of them said they wanted to be an astronaut, but the number one thing that kids wanted to be was a YouTuber. Yeah. That's Hey, <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even something that I ever thought about even wanting no. to do, to no. be honest. I mean, first of all, YouTuber wasn't really a thing until a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's been um, very, very, very new. So we definitely didn't grow up with that. No. You know what I mean? Um, even though YouTube's been around for a decade or so. but 2006, maybe? Something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. it's It's what you do with it. I mean... I just thought the only reason I bring it up is because she was like very apparent to me at the time. And it was a, a pretty serious issue she's talking about, which, you know, mental health as a whole is a serious topic, but she had a, you know, more extreme case than other people, 
I just thought it was something to touch on because I do think that the whole social media and internet world is is creating that in people. Yeah, I, I it's mean, it's not good. It's creating. Uh, there is a problem. There is a problem, but the problem is that we haven't existed with it long enough to figure it out. I also I agree. We with you. will evolve with the technology, and it will change us, and we will change it, and. It, you can already see... There's two things here, though, too, is that it, one comes to parenting. And this sounds like an old man thing. No. I feel old saying this, but there are parents out there that want to be successful in YouTube, too, and they think that they can capitalize off their kids doing that. Yeah. And they have. But there's sure. But there's also the other aspect of that is where you don't parent your children whatsoever and you just throw an iPad in front of them. I've done for, it forever we we do it Guilty. we all do it but it, not, not to it. the extent that some people are doing it some ah. people are doing it to an extent to where they're like this is going to base you're going to base your life off of this screen because this is the only thing i'm going to give you because it keeps you quiet yeah i mean i definitely need to get better about it because i can definitely notice a visible change in behavior in my children when they're oh yeah adjacent to an ipad yeah I agree. Um, and it makes it's them so different. apparent yeah. that it's disturbing. And the fact that you've you noticed that happen, that change happen within them, and you still will let them use it occasionally. I know you do. And, it's and a we crutch. limit and we limit. I mean we we try to limit the usage, but you can't I mean it's pretty unrealistic to One, make it zero. Once you give it to them, it's unrealistic to give it to make it zero, but man. Amy's got the hammer, man. She's good at it. Good. She is so good at hammering down on these kids and taking it away. I, I feel like I am too, but not. I'm not as good as Amy. She she throws it down, man, and they don't like it, but it is what it is, and it's fun to watch just like that unfold. Like, <laughs> well, try to get it back from your mom. See what happens. Right. <laughs> No, it, we're we're doing now. We're trying to limit um, screen time in general to like uh, two hours a day max. Wow. Okay. So that's what we're kind of trying to do. It's which is good. A I work think in that's progress. Really good. A work in progress. Not. I'm not really including TV in that screen time. Yeah. That's either way. That's. Good. I mean, I like iPads, basically. Yeah. And that's and less for the younger. I mean, that was that would be for a six year old. I, it's zero weird. for. It's weird to say, but don't you feel like iPads are worse than regular TV? Even though regular TV is the exact same thing, it's just further away it from you. It is definitely worse. It, it's, it's not the same thing. It's so much, Im, it's so more immersive, and I can't you, tell you why, but I'm telling you, it is not the same thing. It's not though. But, they they but don't it, react the same way. They don't have the same reactions. Yeah. They're, you can tell when you hand a kid an iPad, they're like body chemistry changes. I agree with it's you. It's crazy. And it causes a lot of issues between my two oldest. Yeah. I don't know why. They fight about it all the time. They fight over them, even though they have their own individual iPads. The so thing that kind of fighting. worries or I think about is, but a lot of times like Cash is playing a, a video game on there. And like I used oh, to play yeah. video games. Like yeah. he, he doesn't just sit there and watch YouTube. Like recently he's been playing um Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. 
And it's a fun game. And it's kind of, you got to think. You know what I mean? It's a strategy game. And do I really, like, not let him play Plants vs. Zombies? (laughs) I mean, what's the big... You know what I mean? But and th- and that's not what he's getting obsessed it, about. It's YouTube which causes the obsession. It really, we really does. just need to delete the YouTube app off the freaking iPads. We did everything else would be fine if YouTube wasn't on there. So we we only have YouTube Kids. Yeah, um, I'm, that mean, but that's what I'm talking about. YouTube Kids. And it and it is something that we've we have deleted before and put only PBS Kids on there. And PBS Kids has a lot of good shows on there. Yeah, but they don't have the ridiculous. Yeah. like I mean, it's different. It's, it, it is completely different. It, it Hobby only Kids has shows, TV. It only has shows on there that are relatively educational, you know, and that that's it's wild to me. But I'm done with that topic now. New topic. New topic. This is a dynamic I podcast. Don't have, by uh, the- <laughs> is it? No, I don't think so. Oh, why not? I don't know. Uh, I thought I, I got a bunch on. of what we're watching a lot. So we should probably not. Um, that's what I th- think I was getting we into should, we because I didn't really that. have any. You don't news. have any more news? No, not anything to really talk about. No. You can start if you'd like. Um, what I'm watching, I have a bunch. Um, I will start with. I know we always talk about it. Um, oh. Swamp thing. So okay, a guy. Uh, he was just on the podcast last week. Tim, uh, you guys have already heard it. Yeah. But Tim was on the podcast last week and he just texted me the other day and he said, I, he's like, after listening to so many episodes, he's like, I finally found an overarching theme to this podcast. <laughs> What's that? And I said, huh. He's like, do you know it? And I said, I don't know if I know it or not. He's like, what is it? And he said, Swamp Thing. <laughs> and I said, I just started laughing. And I said, yeah. I said, it is. I said, it, it, at the core, it is because that's what we've talked about about bringing us together in comic books in general was right. Swamp Thing. But I also told them, I said, the reason we talk about it so much right now isn't just because of the the comic book, but it's because the TV show's out. Yeah. And but we talked about the comic a lot even before the TV show came out. We did, but we probably won't as much now. Probably not. I mean, after the TV show. And, and other we than wouldn't. I'm, other than I'm reading it actively. But. Yeah, as am I, and I've got a couple that I, I've continued to re- read, and I was talking about on last podcast, but um, I, I don't feel like it'll be continuing the same way as it has, because once this show's over with, it won't be in our watch our, what you're watching anymore, because it's over. It's only freaking one, one season. One more episode. No, there's one more episode, but I'm just saying, it's right. one season. It's over. Like, we don't as have far as we know, to this point. Yes. It's ridiculous. So... I don't feel like it'll be an overarching theme once we get into 2020. Right. No. But that being said, I I watched the latest episode, which is episode nine. Have you seen it? I have seen the first 10 minutes of the anatomy lesson. Oh, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I well, came here to talk about it. Sorry, I didn't finish it. And oh, I meant to finish that's it. That's a real issue because this is what I wanted to talk you about. You can talk about it. That's fine. I'm still going to watch it. All right. So they have episode nine. And I knew it was building up to this because you could tell from that previous episode. Have, yeah, it had to have been. So they did this episode, The Anatomy Lesson, which is based off of uh, issue 21, 21 yep. of the Saga of Swamp Thing. It's the second book in Alan Moore run. It's probably one of the more famous books. It's more so or less, good. it's kind of like the retelling of the origin of Swamp Thing to a very general. And Swamp Thing isn't even 
really apparent in the in the story. It's I mean, a, he's laying there, but there's it's a story about the Floronic Man. Yeah, basically, and it's a it's an interesting book because it's it's basically still images and poetic wording that don't necessarily correlate 100%, but it also does build like a certain element of visual suspense Mm -hmm. and um, literary suspense. And it's about a man. But with no real overarching consequence. I mean... There's there's no conflict really to this besides... uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, it reminds Sunderland me. and the Floronic Band, like Jason Woodrow. Like the the only conflict is between those two people in figuring out what he needs to do for for Sunderland. Like like you need to provide a service to me right now, and I want this. Like yeah. I've got a couple other things to do. I'll be back. You better have this done. But then it dives deep into a man that's like so obsessed with his profession yeah. and what he is. Because he knows what he is, and he wants to figure out how this happens, and he is obsessed with the anatomy of it and the science of it. And, and the great thing about this is it really it sets up the next couple episodes uh, issues in the run. Yeah, um, that you couldn't get the depth of those issues without this particular ep- or issue um, giving you his obsession. And. I feel like it's written the way it's written because this guy has such a love for what he's doing. Like the only way he can speak about it is in that like poetic sense of saying yeah, like this it, it is It kind of reminds me of like um, The Raven by Edgar Allan yeah, Poe. Yeah, yeah. Where it's telling a story, but yeah, literarily and visually. I like that, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. In any case, so it was a big deal. I mean, it was clearly a big deal to attempt this via the television show. Visually, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I was hoping that you had seen it because I wanted to talk about it more. And once I saw the name, I was like, I have to watch this. I have to watch this. And I fell asleep last night after I watched episode eight. And I tried to watch, like, I tried to watch some of it today. And it didn't didn't work out. Okay. So. Well, Go for it. I'm going to watch it anyway. I don't care. You're not going to spoil it. Okay. No, I'm not going to spoil it because there's nothing to spoil. I mean, yeah. It's different completely than the book. It is. And because I remember. So not completely, but. The, the one part I remember is that uh, Avery does come to Jason Woodrow and he's like, he's like, listen, I need you to do whatever you need to do. He's like, I got a couple other. He literally says, I have a couple other things to do, but when I come back, I want to know what is inside this guy. Yeah. And that is from that's from the book. He basically says that yeah. in the book. I mean, in in I mean, in my perspective, it's the biggest letdown of the series, and it completely misses the mark at adapting that work Darn. to the screen. And they throw in a bunch of non-relevant, useless shit in there. Yeah, and other storylines to try to make it exciting. I'm and assuming. they can't. Um, oh yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff that wasn't in the comic, which we knew because the comic is not the same as the show. Um, but if you're going to attempt this, you gotta, you gotta do it justice. And they didn't do it. They missed the mark. Even if they would have named it something different, I would have, I would probably should have, they should have named it something different because 
for them. They should have named it something different and let fans be okay with the small little homages. Yeah. Instead of saying, this is what this is, because it completely misses the mark. It's a huge letdown. Almost enough that it really almost infuriates me. Yeah. Wow. What, what, what? What is it that infuriates you? Just the um, fact that they didn't go from the source material and they didn't go from the source material. Um, they the the effects um, of him doing the actual autopsy are not great. Um, Swamp Thing's awake through the autopsy, which is not not the way it the is. way it is and weird. Well, so I did the last part I saw is where he like turns the. He turns a valve on a tank and he's like, let's warm you up a little bit for this. Yeah. And that's all he says. And I thought that was, I was like, mm, that doesn't make any sense, but it didn't. I mean, some of the, some of the raw concepts asleep. are there, you know, about, you know, there, there's, I won't spoil it too much. I mean, obviously the raw concepts are there because Swamp Thing understands the implications of the autopsy. Right. I mean, and you'll understand what that means. Yeah. So that makes, you know, that is what they were going for in the show. That was the drama. And that's the drama in the book, too. It is. Yeah, it's because he's not a man anymore. Right. So I don't know what the point of all that was when there was only one more episode. Um, Obviously, it's a huge waste of time when there's only one episode left. So um, it was disappointing. And the show, for me, is become pretty disappointing um in the incessant need to follow these irrelevant storylines yeah i don't know why they need to add you don't i don't feel like you need to add to these books you know and then the other thing that drives me crazy is being a reader of the comic knowing the small little things that they're setting up constantly that are never going to get paid off now they none of them will you know they're doing some they did some stuff with matt cable yeah did you see that? Yeah. Well, wasn't that in a different episode? No, that was in episode nine. Oh, there's something oh, that happens with okay. him. I didn't know that. That sets up a huge storyline in the comic. Oh, wow. Which will never get paid off. So, you know. It's it, aggravating. It's aggravating. And, uh, you know, I'll, of course, I'll finish watching the series. But. Yeah. Um, They had a shot. Missed it. They missed it. That sucks. Missed I, it by this much. I felt like they were doing a good thing in the beginning, and I love, um, like I love the way Swamp Thing looks. But yeah, it's really sad that that they just try to change the source material when there's no need to do that. Right. There's no need to add to this source material. There's so much story there. They've got so much story there in all of these books. You can just follow that. I mean, you can adapt it to the screen, but let's just do it animated. Me and you. No, I mean, oh, DC okay. should do that animated. Yeah. Call it the Saga of Swamp Thing. Yeah. And do Alan Moore's entire run animated. They could do that. Done. That's what needs to happen. And it'd be over. Yeah, that would be good. I think that would be really good. I do like live action stuff. And I think they've done a good job of depicting Swamp Thing in live action. But they just like scratch the surface it's season of it. one season one of things always kind of sucks a little bit yeah so that show could have went on for great things and, and maybe it'll get brought back i can't see i just there being the happening. fans clamoring for that to happen because they really have made kind of a mediocre show yeah 
It, but don't you think that's because they were told that they were getting cut from 13 to 10? And no, then... it mean, it would be, it's, the issues go deeper than that. They were going to have three more episodes. The issues go deeper than that. Yeah, you're right. But they were also building things for other seasons. Correct. But you got to play your, your, your hand. I, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? You might yeah. only get one shot at it. You got to play your hand. And it's too much Abby Arcane. Way too much. <laughs> it's Way just, too much. Abby and too much Avery Sunderland. I mean, it's just too much of that stuff. I agree. And, you know, there were some interesting concepts there. I mean, can do you even consider that on the same level as Doom Patrol? No. No. I, I don't. Doom Patrol was a yeah. vastly superior show. Yes. But you know what I feel like is better than that? What's that? It's better, vastly superior than Doom Patrol. What's that? Me, myself. It's something I've been watching. A new one. Oh, we're going to the next one, folks. Next one. We're done with Swamp Thing. Okay. Uh, is, uh, gosh, I don't know if I want to talk about this right now. <laughs> well, you've already. Yeah. I, all right. I've already teased it. It's the new show that dropped on July 26th, which was last Friday, on Amazon. And it's called The Boys. Yes, Sir, it is. Um, I I don't know if I was expecting that. I don't. I was not expecting a. You show know, like I this. knew that knew- there was a show coming, and we've talked about it. I had yes. no idea it was coming this quickly. I, I don't know how I missed no, I, that. I, I didn't guess. I just guess I didn't realize it was coming that quickly either. But and I knew it was about superheroes. Yeah, and I knew it was based off of a comic book. Correct. Um, what I should have done is look into the comic book. Yeah. And I didn't. Well, we kind of talked about it. You did a, I, you read like a synopsis of it. I did, but I didn't really get into the book. Yeah. You know, I, I did know the basis of the story and what, what it was about, but I never really got into the book. I never read it. it I should have. Um, either way, it, I don't think it hurt anything with the, uh, with the actual show. But once I started watching it, boy, did it grab my attention real quick. Yeah. It's, uh, did you finish it? Oh, yeah. I finished it as well. Yes, sir. So we can have a full review. It's a full the spoiler boys on Amazon. Review. I think there's eight or ten episodes. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. They're all right at a, uh, about an hour long. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're a long, they're a long show. One, like literally one hour on the dot. Yeah. The The final episode was an hour and six minutes. Uh, there's been, there was a couple beforehand that were like 53, 55 minutes, but there, you might as well just assume one hour of content. Yeah. And Amazon is is on top of their game, folks. Holy crap. I mean, I'm not just talking about the boys. Holy crap, are they? Uh, Jack Ryan. I'm talking about... You and know, that, there's another season of that? And that's coming soon, too. Um, but we can specifically talk about the boys, because it was shocking. It is hard R, man. Yes. There are moments of the show which are tough to watch. Yes. That's what I wanted to bring Very up. Very tough to watch. There are some parts in this that were... Disturbing. Disturbing and not in a like a gory. No, uh, it's like in a very uncomfortable, like a, a psychologically uncomfortable way. Yeah, that's a perfect way to explain it. Like um, there's a situation with so okay. There's the the superheroes. There's Homelander. He's the main superhero. He's the guy in charge. He's like the super. He's man. Superman. This is a this is a ripoff of the Justice League. Yes, it is. There's it, the hundred percent. There's your Superman character. There's your Wonder Woman character. There's your Flash character. The woman, Aquaman. Wonder Woman is uh, Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. Aquaman is called The Deep, which the is Deep. a great name. Yeah. Um, 
There is a train, a train, which is the flash. Yep. And there is translucent, which they don't really have. No, it's like, he's like an invisible, an guy. invisible character. And then they have, um, starlight starlight who is kind of an original character as well. Um, so it, it's, it's a superhero team, but in what would be in the real world, like where it's a corporate corporatized, very um, political. They're not only superheroes, but they're movie stars and they're they're super brand, famous. They're brands, honestly. And they would be in real life. That's what I was gonna get at. Is like this is so real because in real life, if we were living with a superhero on on a day to day basis, they would be so famous, right? If they're if they're going to be saving everyone's lives and you can f- see a guy in, in real time fly around and stop a missile or help people on a plane or do whatever, yes, they're going to be super famous and people want to see them. And they'll make movies of them and they'll make TV shows of them and, we, you know, whatever. But I, I did love the aspect of making it so corporate, making it a business out of these superheroes. And how, and the politics that goes with that, and like the whole idea is, and like the sickness behind this yeah. business, and the whole idea is like um, bending political will to get the superheroes into the military, for example, um, and, and to make, and just to make superheroes relevant. Yeah, like the whole idea of the company called Vought. Uh, that owns and these we should say basically. right now there's mild spoilers ahead or spoilers yeah spoilers it's, ahead it, there will be spoilers of this show like i we're gonna spoil i don't think it's like a show with such huge shock value that spoilers are necessarily a huge deal but that's just me yeah i mean by it the, follows a progression that you kind of see coming as it goes i mean there's nothing you do i don't shocking. really feel like you could spoil the storyline of the of the season the overall, you know, the overall arching like story arc of the season, but um, the some of the graphic stuff can just spoil it for you because it, I feel like it is shocking to see yeah. firsthand, like Homelander. So Homelander is the superhero or is the Superman guy, right? There is something unsettling with his dynamic, uh, with uh the lady that runs Vought or like runs the oh, yeah. operations. Yeah. Her, they have a re- weird like... Um, she's not a superhero. She's just the person that runs the day-to-day operations of Vought and the superhero relations and stuff on what they're doing. And their relationship and the dynamic between them on screen is so weird. Yeah. It's, it's like so an Oedi- Oedipus complex. Yeah. Like, like a psychosexual... Um, Mother-son relationship. Yes. It's weird. You don't know if it is like a mother-son thing, and then you don't know if they're like sexually involved with each other, and then you don't know... And there's this weird jealousy he has towards a baby. Yeah, right, because she has a baby, and he doesn't like the baby because it's getting the attention from her. Yeah, he, he clearly just desires her attention. And then at one point, he like lays on her lap, and she undoes her shirt, and puts his her fingers in his mouth yeah like he's breastfeeding to, to act like he's breastfeeding like pushes his face up against her breast puts his her fingers in his mouth and then he like sucks on her fingers to act like he's breastfeeding it is like that part i was like what the hell but is then there's also on? something incredibly unsettling about 
seeing what that kind of power could do. Right. And watching him just shred people alive with it, it, this laser vision. So that and that's the other dynamic here is that these superheroes really aren't good people. They're not good. At all. They're not saving people's lives on purpose because they want to. And that's They're really not even saving people at all. At all. No. They're doing <laughs> They're really things, just brands. They're doing things to promote the brand. Right. And that's what Starlight has to like try to overcome like she's coming in there thinking that she's going to go out there and save people's lives when really they just want her brand yeah and they want her to promote the brand and they don't want you to really save anyone yeah this show was um this was produced by seth rogan yeah and evan goldberg it was a garth ennis book they've done preacher yes and this would be the second of his work that they've adapted um and and there's some crazy stuff on it um there's some really gruesome depictions of rape uh-huh. um, right out the gate. First episode. Um, like Just. sexual assault, rape, and, you know, that culture. Yeah. Um, that is pretty relevant probably to today. I mean, sure. almost in your face relevant. <laughs> Just like. Oh, very, very, uh, very. Um, but, you know, all those things aside, there's kind of a lot of layers to this show. I mean. it A, a ton. I. I enjoyed it. I, I liked the show a lot. I wouldn't necessarily personally, I know this is going to shock you, but I, I wouldn't rave about it. Like it wasn't. I, I would only because it's so different. It's different and it's shocking and it can, it, it can be hard to get through at times. <laughs> I didn't think it was hard to ever get through. Yeah. Like I thought the show I thought that each episode went went by pretty quickly. The pacing towards the middle, towards the last final it, it's one of those shows that starts off really strong and then oh, I yeah. think it kind of peters out towards the end. Okay. I get I can understand that because Now it's only eight episodes, which is great. If it was twelve episodes, there'd be an issue. So that's why I think they did it correctly, is that it's only eight episodes, each one of them is an hour. A lot of these shows want to go 10, 12, 13 episodes, and you just shouldn't do that. It makes it too long, and you're drawing out the storyline. And in the middle, I do agree that they did draw out the storyline a little bit with a couple episodes there in the middle. But really, I don't know, at the end of the day, I feel like they told a pretty concise story, and it's all about uh, Huey. Like, it's basically his, it's his story. Which is um, Dennis Quaid's son. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. That's their kid? Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense now. He looks like him. him. He looks like him. He's really good. He's good in this. Oh, he's so good. Um, A lot of great actors. A lot of great acting in this in general. The girl who plays Starlight, great. She's great. Um, Huey is great. Billy Billy Butcher. He's the one that kind of can get on my nerves after a he while gets on your nerves but i think it's i think it's on purpose yeah the guy that plays mother's milk is great yeah he's really good but the standout to me in this show is frenchie yeah frenchie is an amazing character an amazing character an amazing actor and he's given a lot to work with here um it's almost worth watching for him alone yeah in it, my opinion and at first i thought he was going to be a throwaway character when you first meet he him. he is not when you walk in and you just first meet him and i was like all right we'll see this guy one episode and then and then continue on no sir yeah like, he is a main character and i feel like huey and him have a really good dynamic there they do and they work well together 
Um, it, it's a story about what Huey's going through. Ultimately, it just happens to be with superheroes involved, but, uh, gosh, I don't know. I think it is something that people need to watch. I think people so need different. to watch it cause it's different and it's cool to support it. You know, I, it's not, it, it wasn't my favorite show in the world. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I think it's better than doom patrol. I don't think so. I do. I really don't. But it's set up. It has a great cliffhanger ending for season two. Sure. Um, but I think the production and the, the production values obviously on a higher level. The production, the suits, like everything about it is a higher level than Doom Patrol. It really is. I know. Yeah. Production value wise, it's on a higher level. Um, Story wise, no. I don't think so. You don't? No. And you know, it just it really honestly for me it started to drag a bit. I mean the story towards the middle. When you talk about Doom Patrol, the story is just trying to find a guy. Yeah, but it's funny and it's layered and it's Yeah. There's um, no humor in in the boys, basically. Eh, there's, there's very a little, but not much. Very, very minimal. There humor. is, however, a scene in the beginning, couple episodes, where they are in a abandoned building trying to figure out how to kill one of the superheroes. Yeah. And Frenchie has a very long monologue about the first person he killed. Yeah. And it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It is a great piece of acting. It's a great piece of writing. It's a great tension and tension building the way moment. he acted it is what makes it a little more unsettling because you can tell that it's bothered him yeah by the way he's speaking about it but there's no facial expression to why it's bo- like that it has bothered him yeah like he's just so cold to the fact that this has happened but he's explaining to you like I, i'll never forget that yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's uh, the maybe the unsettling or wild. the weird thing in this is that there's there is no innocent character, and there's right. no good characters. I mean, there's no good guy or bad guy, really. And, and I feel like that's so real life. And it's funny because um, they really take you on a ride with all the characters because they're the main characters, the boys, as yeah. you will say. Yep. They make them out to be good guys, and then they kind of flip the script on them, and then they kind of turn them into bad guys, and... They kind of turn them back into good guys. And then the bad guys being the superheroes, they start to slowly kind of turn into good guys. And then you kind of can see where they're coming from. And then you can kind of understand their position. And then they do something horrible. And then they're back. It's constantly evolving. You can't put a handle on the the story tropes. You can't put a handle on storytelling. And maybe that's what, for me... And you think that's dragging? Yeah, well, I think um, I think definitely I, there's a lot. There was a lot of filler in there. I, I feel like that that's what adds. I th- feel like that's what adds to the story to make it a Probably. little more pers- like a little more uh, like I don't know, like attention grabbing because you really don't. You can't put. It's so a funny because the they'll put they'll make the most horrible character, and then two or three episodes later. You're like starting to sympathize with them. Yeah. Like somehow they make you sympathize with the deep later in that show after the horrible things he does at the beginning. Yeah, kind of. I do feel like that character was a waste. Um, I mean, I think that was the attempt at humor. The attempt at 
basically poking fun at an Aquaman type character. Yeah. And it just had a hard time landing in a movie this serious in tone. Yeah, it didn't. I don't, I don't care for his character. I don't feel like I needed him. I mean, he had to be there uh, for a little bit of the storyline, but I don't know. They tr- At the end of the here's day, what, he really here's, didn't do Here's anything. what the, tr- the goal of that character was, all right? He raped the girl in the beginning. So you hate him, right? Yeah. And then they take him from his position, and then they beat him down, all right? The whole show. And then he gets raped. And you're spo- it's just, that sp- moment is supposed to come full circle, but it doesn't. No. <laughs> and it doesn't, and it feels disingenuous, and it feels like... Really weird. It's weird. It's odd. And I don't think that worked. Well, I mean, the whole... Not everything worked in the show, is my only point. Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel... It, I mean, it's really weird because she's sticking her hands in his gills. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah. And it appear, so this guy's got gills like where your rib cage is, and she sticks her hand in there, and he's like, "That hurts! Like, stop doing that!" And she doesn't stop doing that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it like, it's really weird. So that's the boys. That's um, the boys. I would say I watch it. I wasn't as crazy about it as you, but it's still. I think it's worth watching. It's. I definitely it, don't think yes, it's something it's that everybody will be into. You know, that's when, one of those that like I don't think no. everybody will be into. No, 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 not at all. I don't feel like any. Not very many people will be into that. Um, you know, when I knew you didn't care for this because I knew it right right off the bat is because you said, "Yeah, I saw the first episode." Because I texted you and I said. I said, make sure you watch The Boys before the next podcast. Okay. And you said, yeah, I saw the first episode. And immediately I was like, well, he doesn't care about it. <laughs> he doesn't really like that. No, I like, sat down and I binged it. I watched it nonstop. Yeah. And what did it end up being? You didn't really care. You just wanted to hurt me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like that you're doing this on purpose. I like it. Watch it. It's right. it is something super strange though. Like you're never gonna see this again, and it it will be very polarizing. And like I feel like you like it or you don't. Yeah, you know that it is what it is. But I feel like it's created that way. Yeah, it's a good production value. Oh yeah, not a lot of Amazon can throw some cash. Not a lot out. of like fighting, you know. Surprisingly, no. There's it's, really no kind of a, a heady show. There's really no fighting, and I feel like that's appropriate, though, because a guy that has lasers that come out of his eyes and can do anything, do you really think there's much fight there? Right. You know, yeah. like Superman fighting all these people. Like, oh, kryptonite's so powerful. There's a heart, It wouldn't there's happen. A, there's a soul-crushing scene on an airplane mm. that gets um, hijacked. I don't like that. It's kind of like a turning point in the show. It really is. Um, there's a lot of very unsettling things in this yeah, show. I really don't like the airplane part. I was like, that's when I was like, come on. Like I was thought about fast forwarding it. I'm like, I'm going to fast forward this cause this is ridiculous. Like I know what's going to happen. I just want to go sinister, very bad stuff. I just don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> when he gave the, the reason as to why he can't fly outside. Like, Oh, that makes sense. But you can also try. Like, put your body out there. He doesn't. And the try. point is, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. That's the point. You're missing the point. No, I'm not. But I'm. I'm saying like, you could absolutely try that. Right. But that's when you get the fact that 
I don't really care about any of this. Like right. And then he turns it for political and promotion reasons. Right. Just crazy. Sick. <laughs> so sick. Okay. Hey, I watched I watched more stuff. Oh, more stuff. I got more stuff too, so we gotta keep rolling. Okay, here. I watched We don't have that much time left. Hour thirty one we're at right now. Yeah, but we have to do a big review. Oh, we do? Yeah. Of what, of what? Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, is that a movie that came out? <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched something else before that, though, and it was Shazam. I finally saw oh, Shazam. Oh, yeah, you finally saw Shazam. I hadn't seen it uh, since it came out, and I finally sat down and watched it, and I see what you had said originally, that it was somewhat startling um, and, like, scary yeah, at points, definitely. and I agree. There are, uh, like, the seven... Um, Deadly sins. Deadly sins are are kind of scary. And Grady did not like the way they looked at first. Grant was oblivious to them. Didn't really care. Um, Grant or Grady really didn't like the way they looked at first. But overall, he loved that movie. Grady loved the movie. And you can tell that it... No way. Has that been out the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Are you joking me? No. So that stinks. Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. We'll do it again at another time. So what Chris just saw, um, I'll say it on the podcast because you aren't going to be able to watch this one. Um, there was no input audio to our switcher. That's all right. We can take that video and overlay the audio from that audio. I'll just do it. Can you do it on this? No, I'll get, export the video file to my computer, put it in Premiere, and sync them up. There you go, guys. Movie magic. Movie magic. Chris is going to have to do all it's of that It's going magic. to be massive file sizes <laughs> yeah. and ridiculousness. It is. I'll make it work. Oh, okay. Anyway, so Shazam. What a... What a huge fuck up yeah <laughs> that was something that was, i don't even know why it was unplugged uh because when we were testing it out we were unplugging it to listen to the audio back and yeah. i guess i didn't plug it back in because i'm an idiot an hour and 35 minutes ago okay <laughs> all right anyway so shazam i i did like the movie but there's really nothing that stands out to me no from this thing no uh i didn't need it it's a it is I feel like it's a good movie for like teens, like teeny bopper kids. Yeah. Like, I feel like it can relate to them a little bit. Freddie is a good character. I think Freddie, like, uh, this, the foster kid that's Billy Batson's like brother. Mm-hmm. I think his character is amazing and really funny. And I liked his, him a lot, but all in all Shazam was useless. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Did you get my point that um, Billy Batson or Billy Batson? You don't believe that he becomes Shazam. They're like two different people. They're two different complete people. Like the way Shazam acts, but they is not might the same way. be two different people. It's not really clear. So in the comic books, Billy Batson no longer exists when right. Shazam appears. So Shazam will act the way Shazam wants to act because he's a completely different person. Right. But that's not how they set it up in the movie. No. In the movie, Billy Batson turns into Shazam, but, but like only a, physically. 
Right. He physically turns into him. Mentally, he's still a 13-year-old or 14-year-old boy. That's not the way it is in the comic books. Like, Shazam is an alternate being that Billy Batson can control, whereas in the movie, Billy Batson is Shazam, and that's not the right way. Whatever. Either way, however they want to play it um, is fine to me. Um, But I don't know. I, I just don't think... I don't think it's that great. Yeah. No, it was fine. Like I said, it was a it was a fine movie. And like I said, I'll probably watch it like another five or six times because Grady really, really, really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. Loved That's it. Surprising. He told me just tonight, he said, Dad, I really like that Shazam. And I said, well, good, bud. Like, we can watch it whenever you want, but... What what did he what was his favorite part of the movie or favorite? Um, he, I think he thought it was really funny. He thought the whole movie was really funny, and he liked the goofy superhero aspect of it. I think okay, like of him trying to fly and falling around, and I, I don't know. I think that's what he enjoyed. But he he dug it. Like huh. he was all about that movie, and I I try to get him to watch so many other superhero movies, but he liked Shazam. Huh. Well, good for him. Yeah. So there was that. Watched that one. And now um, we can get into the other one. All right. No, because I got a ton more. Oh, go for it. Um, not really. Not really a ton more. Real quick. A couple things I saw that came out that I want to watch. So maybe we'll talk about. Did okay. you see the pilot is out for Deadly Class? No. Okay. It is. I was watching. I Or not watching. I was... Um, I was... Uh, Reading that comic book. I read the first two volumes of that. So what I noticed, how I find that out is because um, I wanted to watch, um, I, okay, here's what it was. I finished watching, and that's part of my what you're watching, I finished watching season one of Krypton. Oh, you did? Yeah, I you finished, finished the season. How many episodes are there? Uh, I think there's 10. Oh, that ain't bad. It's so good. It's great. I loved it. Okay. I loved good. it. I liked it more than The Boys. Oh, why? Well, that doesn't surprise me because it's a legitimate superhero movie rather than, or not movie, but legitimate superhero show rather yeah. than a, a take on kind of. real-time superheroes. Not really. There's not really any superheroes in it. I mean, they all are, technically. No, not really. They're all from Krypton. They're all supermen. No, they're not. They don't have a yellow sun. They have no superpowers. Uh, well, on their own, no? No. They're, They're just, just like normal people? people. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's like no superheroes in it. And they're fighting Brainiac, who's like this uncontrollable, unstoppable, like, really? super entity. Yeah. It's a really freaking wow. awesome show that delves into um, every genre, really. And it's kind of political. It's kind of um, action, adventure spy thriller um it's a really really good show uh highly recommend it i liked it as much as it's it's up there like i liked it better than swamp thing i liked it maybe even better than doom patrol i mean i'd put it on that level wow all right so i wanted to watch the season two because that's out right now it is but i haven't been recording it and my direct tv doesn't work because there's a tree in front of it so i download the sci-fi app because it's on Wait, sci-fi. It's not on DC? No, no, no. No, it's a sci-fi show. Now, well, season know, but season, season 1 was... is on DC app. Yeah. That's where I watched it. But yeah. I wanted to watch season 2, which is the current season. It's currently running right now. 
Oh. So I downloaded the Sci-Fi app because it's on Sci-Fi. Okay. And since I have DirecTV, I can just watch it on there. Um, it's a really awesome app, by the way. Is um, it? Yeah, there's tons of great stuff on Sci-Fi. I didn't realize I didn't that, that Sci-Fi was... Um, and I guess the reason why you get such good content from there is it's uh, NBC Universal owns Sci-Fi. Okay. So NBC Universal NBC. is the company. And Universal, you know, Studios. You yeah. Yeah. They also like own USA and yep. a bunch of other I knew networks. That. Um, so and and on that sci-fi app, you can watch USA shows, sci-fi shows, any of the channels they own. They have like sections for. Um, so I was going to check that out because because there's a show that was on sci-fi, I believe, called The Expanse. I've heard of it, which had I think three seasons. Wasn't that on Netflix? It got canceled. Had huge fan support. Apparently, it's great. And Netflix bought the rights and that's what I thought. Brought it back, and they—I don't even know if they've aired season four yet, but they've already committed to season five. Wow! So I really wanted to start that show. But anyway, I'm going to check out season two of Krypton, which it appears. I mean, I guess I won't spoil it. They're gonna. There's a new big bad after Brainiac. Okay, yeah, don't don't spoil it because I do want to watch that. You should watch it. I mean, it's I gotta catch up. Yeah. Well, now you've finished The Boys. You're caught up. You're good. Yeah. Well, I still haven't finished Stranger Things. Oh, but on sci-fi is the pilot for Deadly Class, which apparently is a sci-fi show. Yeah, I, it, it will be. Sci-fi must rock. You think so? Yeah. Well, I think NBC's just got a lot of cash. And well, I think Universal's things. got a lot of cash. Well, yeah, Universal does too. Um, well, I don't know, but it's a very well-made show, Krypton. It's like a show that you're watching and you're like, this has n- I don't even know how this is on Sci-Fi Channel. Really? You know, there was a was Sci-Fi the channel that that, um, that show Eureka was on because that was always a really good show. I love that show. Like Eureka's Castle? No, Eureka <laughs> was a show about like a town in the United States that all these super geniuses lived in. They like invented things. I don't know if I remember this that. one guy was like the town sheriff of this town of super geniuses, and they had like a lab there. Oh, that was a great show, man! You should totally watch Eureka. Yeah, I don't know. It's done now. It ran for like five or six seasons, either on USA or Sci-Fi. I can't remember. What? Um, do you remember Eureka's Castle? No. Oh, you don't. I don't know what that it's is. It's like a children's show. Oh no, it was really good. Oh, that was another thing I saw that Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Look is it, bringing look it up, back um, the Dark Crystal? Yes. With puppets. Yeah. But they spent like $200 million to make it. Holy crap. Like all the money. I wonder if... I wonder if uh, well, they'll have to use like the same type of like Muppets, basically, because they, that's what they are, is Muppets. Yeah, I just don't know that spending all the money to make a Dark Crystal thing is, is the right it. play. Yeah, I don't think I mean, I like Dark it. Crystal, and I think it's got a fan base for sure. Yeah, Labyrinth does, because that, it, that means the Labyrinth is coming next. Yeah, but it, the fan base, I don't know how wide, it, how wide that fan base is. I mean, we're on the tail end of being really old enough. For That was like an 80s thing. I feel like there's more of a fan base for the Labyrinth than there is Dark Crystal. Um, I don't know about that. I do because of David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Okay, absolutely. Dark Crystal was better. I don't know. I like the <laughs> Labyrinth. Okay, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Jump, magic jump. He steals babies. Um. So that was it. I just wanted to talk about the sci-fi app and Krypton. 
And so the big one. We saw it. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Spoilers. spoilers because I want to talk about a lot of different but things. But guys, that movie, this movie has been out for over a month at this point. Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Jerry finally saw it. Boom. He stopped being derelict of his duties. First thing I want to say about and he this. He derelict himself a into Spider-Man. a theater. <laughs> he derelict the floor of the theater. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I don't know what else to I don't say. Know. <laughs> I don't know Where did you go see that. it first off? Joliet. In a standard cinema? I mean, none of them are standard anymore at Joliet. Are they? Have you? No, not since they've... Have they updated the seats and everything? They all recline. Oh, fully? Yeah. Every theater? Yep. Not every theater. Everyone I've ever been to. Okay. Multiple. So that's where I'm going again. And they all have trays. Like trays that swing out in front of you and you can recline fully. Electric recliners. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, they're great. And I watched with my feet up and popcorn, and it was great. What I want to say right off the bat is Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man that we've had, Check. bar none. Yeah, he's, like, he's so good. That little British kid is amazing. That I, little British boy. I don't think... I can't do it. Like, you just I, sounded like James Vanderbeek. Uh, I, I don't, don't want, want your, your life. life. <laughs> no. Tom Holland's like, that little British boy. All right, all right. All right. All right. Um, Tom Holland. That's not good. <laughs> I can't he, do no, it. No, he, he, he plays. What, what? Oh, what, what? He's an amazing boy from Queens. Yeah. He plays like, a great Spider-Man. He's an incredible American. Yeah. You know, and he's a very good uh, Spider-Man. But I love, I love the fact that they've tied him into Iron Man yeah. as much as they've had. And I love the fact in this movie, so how they build it up between him and and Mysterio is that this kid is so desperate for like a father figure, and he had that in Iron Man. And now Iron Man's gone for this movie, right? And once again, he's like desperate for this father figure type person. And Mysterio all of a sudden comes in and like befriends him. And they start talking about what they're doing. And it's the only guy that he can talk about superhero stuff with at this point in time. He's on a trip. All he wants to do is be a student, be a kid, and do his thing. But yet he has this other aspect of his life that Nick Fury keeps forcing him to do at the time. And he's like, I, you're the only guy I can talk to. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where I'm at anymore. Iron Man's gone. Like, I just need somebody to be there for me. And Mysterio was there. Of course, he falls into this trap of Mysterio's because he needed him at the moment. Right. And it, you know, and and it all plays out from there. But I just think it's really great that they have that because I don't. I think that's missing from a lot of other Spider-Man movies. Like you don't have that tie-in to Peter Parker. You don't yeah. have that like want to see Peter Parker like succeed, and yet you're watching him have this like moment of weakness because he needs like a, a, like I said, a father figure. And then it leads to something so much worse. Right. I, I love that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, the, and, and the way that they kind of, this was a kind of a debate in this movie because they're kind of like, actually some people had a problem with the way they kind of are setting up Spider-Man as the next Iron Man. 
They're not though. But they're not. I don't. And I do not think. That I don't at know all. how they necessarily got that because that was kind of like the point of the movie. The, well, and the movie in the beginning plays it that way is like Tony Stark saying like you're going to take these glasses that I've got and Edith, even though he's really not giving up anything because it's like, what's Edith stand for? Even dead, I'm yeah, uh, the something something. Even dead, I'm still the man or something, yeah. or I'm the boss. Um, and so he's giving it to Peter because he feels like he's the only one that can carry that on. But that doesn't mean he's Iron Man. Well, I think people were more talking about the fact that it seems like Spider-Man's a lot more dependent on technology in yeah. this um, iteration of the character. Whereas... I disagree again, though. Well, you know, they kind of self-corrected on that because in the previous previous um movie they made it seem like he was really dependent on his ai yeah where and they never focused on his biggest superpower which is his spider sense yeah that's what i wanted to get and this is the first time i believe i don't know if they really tackled the spider sense in homecoming at all no it was all the suit yeah it was the suit so they 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 um kind of started working towards that the peter tingle peter tingle that's what i wanted you to bring up yeah and i think they did i mean they could have probably that's a dick joke. <laughs> it is. It is. In well, Spider-Man, that's what that is. They probably could have um, made that more clear or shown it differently or better. I know that's kind of the big the big final fight scene. That's kind of how he, he wins, how he, how he ends up defeating. I, I'm glad they did that, though, is that they finally brought it in and said, like, hey, Spider-Man's being Spider-Man now. And he real he finally realizes it himself, and I think that's what people are missing. Yeah, is that in in Homecoming and in Far From Home for the first you know two acts of it, he didn't understand that power. Yeah, I mean he he's like fifteen. He knew he in the had first it, movie, and I think he's sixteen in this movie because Aunt May brings it up, and she's like, you know, well that one thing you have. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, what? It, well, yeah, I do have that. I think because he doesn't really understand it, but. He has to rely on it because of the way Mysterio is doing things. Also, Mysterio. So in the comic books, Mysterio is obviously this uh, uh, special effects artist, right? Yeah. And in the movie, he is too. But what they've done differently and the way I like how they set it up, because I don't feel like it works the way the comic book does it in a live action movie. Comic book has it as like he's a singular person. He's doing all of the... Uh, special effects on his own setting all of this up like he's just a master at what he's doing it doesn't really work way better in the live action yeah it doesn't really work in real life so in the movie they have it as like he comes out and says has this whole crew that's working with him and they got a ton of like explanation and like how he does things it's like what do they call it it's like uh um, well, they also got like hero explaining or like superhero explaining, like explaining the powers of people and giving you all of this uh, like exposition and filling you full of knowledge as well. Like they're giving you all of this expo- exposition, but he's saying like you, hey, Carol, thanks for doing this. Tom, thanks for doing this. Like you did a great job at that. Right. And he explains everybody's part in what he's been doing. And you get a ton of knowledge well, on how And they he bring in stuff. these like uh, side characters from past movies that yeah. you wouldn't even have noticed, really. 
Yeah. And they're like shunned. And all of these people have worked for Stark Industries. Right. So they worked for Tony Stark prior to this. And Mysterio, uh, Quentin Beck, worked for Tony Stark as well. And they wrap it all together like that. Like that's what is driving him to be the person he is right now because he didn't want to be in the shadow of Tony Stark. Well, the other thing that really made work um, was the whole drone situation. Yes. And I don't know how you work the character now after seeing that without that. Yep. Because it does work. I mean, it's still a little unbelievable that it worked that well, but they show it. They even go to the flashback to the Iron Man where they're like, oh, he debuted this technology yeah in a previous movie like the 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 ability to go back based on what has already been written and shown and to plug that you know none of this was planned this is incredible you know none of this was planned when they did that tony stark thing they wrote a whole movie and they included that in the technology in a future villain that they didn't even know they were going to do yeah and they made it all work so how long do you think they've been planning that though (sighs) can't be that long it's, I mean, it's been years ago that they've been planning it, though, right? I would... Yeah, I mean, this movie's probably been in the works for two years or more. But, you know, they plugged a lot of stuff in. Like, there was the drone technology, A. Yeah. Well, they kind of... That was part of this movie, I guess, because that was part of the Edith glasses. The glasses stuff. were the main part. But there was a guy that had made that drone technology... And they flash back to him. Yeah. I don't know if that was set up in a previous movie. The the hologram stuff definitely was. Yep. Um, but I think they just went back and grabbed that. I mean, they had to find a way to make Mysterio work. And it works. It's believable. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal nails it, man. He does. And he, I, I liked uh, Kevin Smith talked about it in his is how they you get to see Mysterio the way you see him in comic books. But they made it into real life to where Jake Gyllenhaal's in that suit. Uh, I don't know. They use it in like movies and stuff right now. Yeah, like a motion capture motion suit. Motion capture suit. So he's in a, a mo-cap like, suit. Yeah, he's in a mocap suit, but they still give him the dome. He's still inside of a dome in that mocap suit. So you still see him inside of. Yeah, it's probably really hot in that dome. I'm sure it is. Uh, but you still see him in that. And then when he's doing all of his tricks, it looks like he's in a suit. But he still has a person working on an actual suit that he stands in, too. Yeah. Like a lady is literally, like, steaming his cape while he's trying to take over a city. Right. And I don't know. I think they did that so well. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you could do it any better for a Mysterio storyline. Yeah. Without making it completely unbelievable. But that tied it into the real world to where... It is somewhat believable. Yeah, I think there was a lot answered with this too, um, this movie, and that was, um, is Mysterio going to be going forward as the big, bad, overarching villain, like the Loki that's setting everything forward? And I, I don't think so. No, I think he might be involved. He'll be involved, I, I believe. Somewhere down the, the great road. thing about Mysterio is everything that they've done in this movie can be undone because it could be completely fake. Well, it could be. But here's the thing is like the whole, this whole movie is building up to one moment as an end credit scene. Kind of. How, how so? Like how do, how is, is the it movie building up to that moment? I don't think so. I mean, I think the movie works on its own as its own movie and is completely great and fun and 
But if you're looking at it as um, I, I think start the, of phase four or the end of phase three, I don't think and the movie four. is working up to the end credit. I think that end credit stands on its own as setting up the future of the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think that movie. I wouldn't confuse the two issues. I don't think that movie is setting up the post credit scene. You get none of that post credit scene without the rest of the movie, though. I mean, without like none the, of that works without wh- it. Why do you say that? Because none of it works without the rest of the movie. Okay, spoilers ahead. Explain that to me. Why? So you can't just have somebody yell out like who Peter like how who Spider Man is and Peter Parker Spider Man without the whole rest of the movie. Okay, I'm sorry. We're I, gotcha. I'm thinking of the a different post credit scene. Oh no, 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 not that one. <laughs> okay, like the first, yeah, the first post credit scene. Like the mid-credit scene, I guess you'd call it. The whole movie is building up to this mid-credit scene, which is the basis of the phase four for Spider-Man. Correct. No doubt. All of it's building up to that. In an amazing reveal, which is mind-blowing. And at first... They they keep the same character of J. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. And then they spin him off as like a... uh, Oh, what's that guy that Joe Rogan... Like Infowars, Alex Jones type figure. Alex Jones, that's what he is. He's like an Alex Jones type figure where he's like a internet presence rather than working for a, a newspaper. Right, it's like new media. And that's incredible. Yeah. So apparently Peter Parker's not going to work for the Daily Planet then, no, right? No, apparently not. <laughs> so I don't know what he's going to do from there on out, but that's really great that they brought J.K. Simmons back in for... Yeah. That's great. So what is the implications of this movie as far as setting up uh, the multiverse? Because they make that statement early in the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm well, assuming the, Mysterio's lying about the multiverse thing. So is that but, real but, in the movie or not? 100% it's real because we just had the reveal of Marvel's movies and Doctor Strange has a whole... The movie's called The Multiverse. So like, was Doctor Strange, Strange or was... Um, <clears throat> Jake Gyllenhaal from a different Earth? I don't know. I, I that I don't know. Because he says he is, but but they're setting up a multiverse because it is true. Because Doctor Strange is going to be involved with the multiverse. So if he's not from another Earth, which I would assume he isn't, what's it called? The madness or multiverse madness? Multiverse or, of madness. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that Mysterio in this movie is not from another Earth. It doesn't appear no. that he is. He says he is. No, how he's not he, because he's been working for Tony Stark. Yeah, so how does he know about the multiverse to make that story up? I don't know. That that part I don't I don't fully grasp. I don't grasp it either. It might be a plot hole. Could be. It maybe it is, but it isn't because it is true that there is a multiverse. He could be tied into other people though that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, like he could be tied in and working with other villains that we aren't quite Yeah, that's a good point. It haven't been revealed to us yet. I don't think that he's dead. No, he's not. It's It was proven in that... I mean, it was proven in the video that he wasn't dead. It is? Well, yeah, because he's still videotaping himself after Spider-Man leaves. Yeah, okay. Like, he sends that out after... But doesn't he send it out after Spider-Man leaves? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't really clear. No, it wasn't, but it's... Boy, it's a slap in the face when... You think the whole movie's basically over. Spider-Man's swinging around with uh, MJ. and Who, she's just great. 
that's a I have a point right here that says Zendaya is a national treasure. Yeah, she's great, man. I wasn't sold on her in the first movie. I wasn't either, but the way they did her in this movie is amazing. How she's super nerdy, awkward, and just is a she's like a teenage girl. They're, bo- they're both very awkward, and it works. It could be too much if they it was did wrong, but it's done right. It could be too much if it was the wrong actors. But it was. That's what I was going to say. The right. casting is done yeah. so well with those two people, and they're the way they work together and their dynamic in the movie is awesome. I love the fact that you get to see Peter Parker as a student and want he like really could care less about being Spider Man in yeah. this movie. And there isn't a ton of Spider Man in no. it. There's it's, so much more Tom Holland in this movie than there was previously. And the best part about this movie for me is they find a way. To have those big generic actiony villains that you need to do the big set piece fights, yeah, but that you always roll your eyes at, yeah. you know the big, you know the Sandman from Spider-Man Three, which the was cool, Doomsday from Batman versus Superman, not cool, the big fighting scene, brutish villains. They find a way to do that, yeah, but to spin it to where they're not real and it's super interesting and it's layered and the the mysterio and that's the mysterio of it all yeah and that's why that's a great character but it's a great way to create big action set pieces that don't feel um contrived or you know just over the top superhero yes it wasn't i mean it was over the top at the time and i thought it was kind of weird that if it is all a hologram how did tom holland get so wet from the one water guy. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming the drones are like spraying up water. water. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I know. That's the I only know. thing you could you assume. Know, there's, you know, you can't think too much into it. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to analyze it down the to the core. great thing uh, to, I'm sure there's like tons of little Easter eggs that I haven't looked up and we've probably missed. But when they kind of, when he's descending uh, Spider-Man kind of into madness of the hallucinations holy it's great man it's great the way they played that whole thing is amazing and that's what sets up his whole like uh spider sense yeah you know that's how he realizes like i have to tap into this which is exactly what happens in the comics and you would know this and i I don't know exactly what happens in the animated series from the 90s um that's kind of how he battles mysterio really yeah that's great because that's his only real weapon against it, you know. It's the only, yeah, the only way you can when you're seeing something that looks real to you, but is, you know, obviously fake. But you don't know that. You don't know what reality is at that point. And he has that ability of spider sense to overcome it. Yeah. And I, the biggest thing is that finally at the end, you you finally get to see Spider Man be Spider Man at yeah. the end of that movie and actually have that like super strength and and spider sense to like kick some ass and yeah. i loved it i loved that it's great and then they throw on another post credit scene that's totally mind fucks you yeah so this part so nick fury wasn't really in the movie right uh come to find out and it was the scrolls yeah uh, the t- the husband and wife scrolls from Captain Marvel. From Captain Marvel. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, you're gonna need to watch it to understand who these people are. Just that scene, but yeah, yeah. But it's setting. But that's it's, that's what's setting up the future of the MCU. Yeah. I believe that, and the final post credit scene that shows Nick Fury 
on the ship with the scrolls. With the scrolls. Yeah, he's like on vacation, but he's really on a ship with the scrolls. But so, what do what do you think that means? Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I honestly don't know. What's the purpose of having the scrolls as Nick Fury at that don't know. point in time? Just to give him a break? Or? To be revealed, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess so. I just don't know. There's a bit of a plot hole there with that in the movie because so happy calls him on the phone and gives Nick Fury this like secret message, right? Like he, he says some things on a phone that really only Nick Fury should know that this is a secret message. How do the scrolls know that this is a secret message? I think they must be communicating with Nick Fury on the ship all at the same time. They must be. So why is Nick Fury just not there? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, why don't you just put Nick Fury there then and leave the scrolls on their own ship? That's, That's the part that I just didn't understand. And it's, this is not a big deal. I'm making it more of a deal than it should be. But I feel like that is a bit of a plot hole where um, they shouldn't have known that, but they did. And, and Nick Fury didn't play a big role in this anyways. Right. But he did get the point of the message because they sent that the lady up top with the rocket launcher to shoot the drone and right. whatnot. So they understood the message. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Interesting. Uh, there was a quick little, little reference. I don't know if people would get it, but when Nick Fury's on that ship and he's like on a beach, but it's not, it's not, it's a not beach. a beach. Um, it reminds me of, and probably on purpose from the show agents of shield. Um, there's a thing with Agent Coulson uh-huh. where after he's killed in the Avengers, he goes to Tahiti. All right. And okay. Tahiti is like, I mean, he thinks he's in Tahiti, but it's like a code word that he finds out later that basically, essentially, he's a, what do they call it when they're, he's like a body double. Like they transfer oh, really? his consciousness to another body, oh jeez! And they've set and they set up that Nick Fury also, I believe, and this has been done in the comics over and over again. Um, but Nick Fury at times is, is like a body a, double, it's like a replicant. Yeah, yeah. They set that up and they do that all in Agents of Shield. I don't remember the whole details of all of it, but wow. the point is, he thinks he's in Tahiti, but Tahiti is like a code word. Yeah. And they basically transfer his consciousness into another body. And he finds out that he's like, he did die. Okay. Because that, that was always a question of mine is like, he died. So why is he still in that show? I don't remember distor- and it, what happens exactly because there's some infusion with some alien blood, like some Cree blood and, you know, like Deathlock is in the show, and there's oh, a bunch. Wow. There's a lot going on in that show. Yeah, unfortunately, it's canceled. It's a great. Show. It is canceled. But anyway, so yeah, Spider-Man, great um, cast, phenomenal. Um, and so prior to Peter Parker being outed by Mysterio at the very end of the movie, um, uh, MJ figures it out. Yeah. And I love the dialogue that she has. But not really, but kind of. Yeah, that's what I I love the dialogue that she has when she's like, well, you're obviously Spider-Man. And then the only reason she, he ends up telling her like, yes, I am is because she has like this projector of Mysterio's and it projects him up in the air. And he's like, oh crap, like I've got to go. He's like, yes, 
He's like, you're right. I am Spider-Man. You can't tell anybody like, but I really have to go because this is super important. Like we're in the middle of something. You're right. And she's like, so, so like, this is the only reason you were following me around and whatnot. But she says like, I was, well, I was like 67% sure that, <laughs> yeah. that you were Spider-Man. But I just thought that was, that was really funny and clever that they did it that way where she comes out super positive that like, absolutely, you're Spider-Man. I figured this out. And then later she's like, well, I was like 67% sure, but (laughs) you just proved it. So thanks. (laughs) It's incredible writing and the, the casting's phenomenal. Like the whole movie is super, super fun. Yeah. There's points at which it's kind of annoying, like how he doesn't want to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Like over but, and over again, he's just like, "But you're Spider-Man, dude. Just like, be want to be Spider-Man." I know, but the, there is the other aspect of it. The only part that I thought was annoying is that it was basically the same as Homecoming as the way of like going on a field trip. Yeah, because they went to Washington, you know, the in Homecoming, and then he was. And that kind of plays trip. into this movie too. It does, and and he doesn't want to be found out because of that. Yeah, because he keeps disappearing, but. Um, it's ha- forced into it because of the whole Nick Fury thing. Um, at times, but, it's hard to believe too that he's 16 years old. Yeah, that's difficult at times to believe. It is, and the other kids, I believe, he's hard to believe. Yes, maybe it's because he's a 25 year old man. Right, right. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't know how old he actually is, but um, I don't. Is he 25? I don't know. I don't know either. I th- he's got to be in his 20s, but he. Uh, I don't know. He plays a teenager really well. He does. But I, I do understand He's the 23. fact. He's 23. Okay. I do understand the fact that he wants to try to be a kid after, because this is all taking place after Endgame. Right. Wouldn't you want to live, like to a live life. your regular life as a kid after that whole shit show just happened? Yeah. And you know it and you remember it. And in their world, there has been people that were dead for five years and now have just came back. Right. And they, that's a big point in the show, too. And they're trying to figure that all out. Yeah. Like, everybody's still trying to live normal when other people are five years older than them that they were in school they were little with before. Kids. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, It's a weird dynamic yeah. there. So I can understand where he doesn't want to be Spider-Man, but it is annoying to the fact that, like, well, dude, you, you are, though. Right. You are Spider-Man. Do it. Like, yeah. do your job. But a lot of great humor. That's the best part about it. Great tone, fun movie. Yeah, smart. It's, it's very, it's very movie. good. It's a perfect way to end, uh, like phase three. It doesn't feel like it doesn't necessarily part of that. It it does only because it ties in Endgame with it. I guess so much. I Just it feels more. Stark. It feels more than an end or an epilogue. It feels like a transition. Exactly, which and that's what it is. But it is. But they've said that like it's an epilogue, but it doesn't feel like an epilogue. It no. feels like a transition. It, it's a hundred percent. These Spider-Man movies don't really feel like they're the same as the other Marvel movies, and, and they don't. I agree with you. They don't feel the same as the Marvel movies. But is that by design? Um, you think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. So anyway, we're way over. Yeah, that's all I got. We're at two hours and ten minutes, and that's our show, basically. So, first video live podcast, which I've totally screwed up. <laughs> you may never see. <laughs> and I've spent this whole time obsessing over trying to freaking run this stupid thing, and I screwed it up. Actually, I think you did a really good job of, of running the screens over there, because um, you weren't super, like... 
obsessed no. with staring at this. No, it's a little distracting. But uh, I just put up on the screen our Instagram at Snarf Comics, our Facebook at Snarf Comics. Yep. It's all Snarf Comics, man. YouTube.com slash Snarf Comics. And Twitter. We're on all of them. I think we could be a weekend show at home if you guys want to watch us yeah. at home on YouTube now. <laughs> if you want us more as a weekday, like, commute type show, throw listen, the, listen to us on, on the podcast. If you want to show your family, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but if you wanted to show your family that are over the age of 16... Watch us on the weekend on YouTube. And if you want to support us, it's really easy. All you have to do is subscribe and leave a review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. On all those platforms and be engaged. Please let us we know. We like what engagement. You think. We're getting more and more engagement. I just had another person getting today. Tons of engagement. I had another person today that wants to be involved with the show, wants to be on it. Oh, who's that? So oh, we'll talk about it. This one also, you'll notice on the bottom right, there's a little logo for uh, Switcher Studio, which is the software we're using. We're still in the trial period, so let us know what you like, don't like about the video that yeah. we've been doing and um, what you'd like to see more of. And there's tons more we can do with it with graphics and visuals. I don't know how much we'll actually be able to do because it's kind of hard to do while we're doing the show without well, somebody, once, without a dedicated producer. Once Michael's done with his strep throat. Yeah, when Michael gets back in um, the studio, maybe he can help us out a little bit better. Yeah. But. I think so. So, for this episode, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I'm Jerry. See ya. See you later. <laughs>